We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Curry gets it, the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7, the game. 10 to shoot, 2.45 to go. Wade gets a back screen for Bielitsa. Shoveled it over to Draymond, back to Bielitsa. Fakes goes out to the wing to Wiggins for a three. Got it! How about that movement, Tim? <laughs> no one, the Lakers had no idea where that ball was gonna end up. Bielitsa faking a pass <laughs> midair. That was a moment. That was a, Nemanja Bielica going airborne with the fake pass and finding Wiggins for the big sort of game-ending three. That was a moment. And look, that, that win, I think if you're a warrior optimist, and I count myself among those, if you're a warrior optimist, that was about as good of a night as you could have gotten on opening night. You know, not because the big names did big things. Even Jordan Poole was good, but not great. Steph, as he said, shot the ball like trash, which, you know, is first of all, unexpected. Second of all, you know, just not something you have to worry about because he'll be fine. And most importantly, to win when Steph shoots like that. I mean, look, the triple-double shows you that guy's going to find a way to affect the game positively, and, you know, he got to the free-throw line and hit all nine of his free-throws. That's why he's Steph Curry. But to win on the night when Steph can't shoot, that's huge. That's huge for this team. That's something this team needed to prove, and they're far from full strength. Draymond... Was in early foul trouble-ish, and I, I guess was on a minutes restriction, so played just under 30 minutes. Wiggins, I guess, was also on a minutes restriction, just under 26. But Jordan Poole, Nemanja Bielica, I'll tell you what, Andre Iguodala was one of the biggest surprises to me. 
just the fact that he played 23 minutes on opening night. I really thought it was going to be a ease the old man into the season situation. I I really did. And look, Damian Lee, again, not great, but effective in a positive way. Affected the game positively. I want to hear from you, Warrior fans. 888-957-9570 is our phone number. I want to hear your reactions after an opening night win over the Los Angeles Lakers. And and look, I I came into this with sort of two theories about one about each team that affected the way I saw this game and I I I thought the Warriors would win. One is the the Warriors are pretty good. You know, like I said, I think I'm a Warriors optimist. The opinion about the Lakers, though, is I I don't I think because. The three main names are healthy. People felt like, well, this Laker team is pretty much ready to go. You know, those guys are superstars. They're veterans. Plug and play. Put whatever around them. And look, I mean, I think, you know, there's a degree to which that's true. I think certainly LeBron and and, and AD showed you they can pretty much plug and pretty much play right away. (laughs) Those two guys were great. But the rest of this team is, is in disarray right now. We know, as those of us who watch the Warriors know, Kent Bazemore is a guy who can do some good things for your team. I mean, look, he was plus 10 tonight. But I think we also know if you're playing Kent Bazemore for 31 minutes, you're short on really good players. Dwight Howard was nearly useless tonight. Rajon Rondo was not particularly good. Malik Monk was awful. And I don't know, you know, he had been day-to-day sort of questionable coming into the game. I don't know if he's just banged up. But they're missing Wayne Ellington. They're missing Trevor Ariza. They're missing Taylor Horton Tucker. They're missing Kendrick Nunn. All guys that I think they expect to affect the team in a decent way. I mean, that's... Look, they signed Avery Bradley yesterday, and even though he hit a couple threes, I guarantee they did not want to be playing him tonight. Uh, sort of the the top of their bench, maybe even a couple starters. The, a couple of those guys might be starters. I don't know. Kendrick Nunn? Could you start him instead of Bazemore? The point is, I, I, I think the Lakers are shorthanded essentially early in the season and I think we saw that tonight because you know Davis and and LeBron were pretty much hot from the start and even though like uh, there are some issues the, the free throw shooting for this team is terrible and that's another place that Russell Westbrook is not likely to help in terms of making a high percentage of them but LeBron and, and AD combined 5 of 13 from, from the free throw line is it's a real problem because it's, it's an issue we've seen with them before. On the other hand, they were both spectacular tonight. 
spectacular. And the Warriors scoring superstar, Stephen Curry, was not, decidedly not spectacular. He was good because, again, he finds a way to affect the game even if he, he can't shoot the ball on a night. But he certainly wasn't spectacular, and the Warriors still won this game. And I think that's a thing. If I had, if I had said to you, you know, before training camp began, on opening night, Steph Curry's going to go 5 of 21, and AD and LeBron are going to combine for 67 points on 57% shooting. You would think the Lakers won that game by a lot. <laughs> and instead, it was, I mean, the whole second half, but particularly down the stretch of this game, the Warriors were in complete control, starting actually at the beginning of the fourth when Steph was on the bench. The Warriors grabbed complete control of this game, and seven points may not sound like a blowout. It's not a blowout. But the Warriors were... The Warriors looked like definitively the better team down the stretch of this game. And I think that's, again, if you are a Warrior optimist, to see a big game situation against a team that a lot of people have winning the West, opening night, couple guys not in great shape, couple of your important pieces injured, and you more or less play mediocre and handle that Laker team, that's, that's, that is a best-case scenario in some ways. Obviously, you want Steph to get going. You know, Him going 5 for 21 is never really a best-case scenario, I suppose. But I think this is kind of a step for this team. There are going to be nights where Steph isn't as hot as he can be. And it's not even necessarily that this team has more raw talent. Like if if you if, if it was a raw, there was a raw talent meter that, and you could just add it up for the team. I don't know that this year has more raw talent than last year. What it does have is just a, a high level of comfort and a really natural fit for a lot of guys into what they want to do as a team. And that highlight we played coming back in, that that was the perfect example. The ball's hopping around, and a 6'9 center, I guess we're calling Nemanja Bielica right now. I mean, I guess he's a center on this team who can't jump at all, jumping and throwing like a fake, kick the other direction pass to Andrew Wiggins and boom game over type three point shot like the ball's hopping around guys are getting good looks and in the first half they were missing good looks but if that's how this team plays they're going to win a lot of games and they're going to be extremely dangerous and if Clay Thompson comes back even 60 or 70 percent of his former self they're going to be formidable come playoff time Let's go out to the phone lines. If you want to jump in, 888-957-9570. You, of course, can also text that number. Chris in San Jose is first up. What's up, Chris? 
What's going on, Kolsky? How you doing, man? Um, Good. Glad to see you have your own show now on the late night. Um, just wanted to call real quick. You know, it's it's a good win, obviously, you know, to start the year. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It's always positive to start out with a win. Um, you know, it's even better when you're playing a good team and, you know, our very best player, Steph Curry, shows up with, what was he, 5 of 20 or whatever it was? Yeah, so 5 of 21. A win like that, there's a lot of positives to take from it. Um, but the the Lakers in general, you know, you're looking at their team and you're like, okay, you know, you're looking at their bench and, you know, they, they, they're missing Wayne Ellington and Kendrick Nunn. Are are we really going to sit here and act like Wayne Ellington and Kendrick Nunn are going to sway the needle for the Lakers that much? Russell Westbrook is a 39% playoff shooter in his career. They he has LeBron has the worst shooting backcourt and team he's ever been a part of in his entire career. And we're all sitting there like, oh, man. Watch out for those Lakers. I'm looking at their bench, and I'm like, you know, three out of four of their shooters can't guard me. And I'm well, six, I'm, I'm six one two eighty. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, good God! I, I just look at their team, and it's a, it's a good win. But I think, you know, if you look at the landscape of the NBA, shooting means more now than it ever has. And you're looking at LeBron's worst shooting team of all time. I don't know that that's true. He had some pretty rough teams. Um, shooting the ball, particularly in, in certainly in his first Cleveland stint, but even in the second one, uh, especially because Anthony Davis is a hell of a, a good shooter. Bazemore wasn't bad last year. We'll see how it pans out this year. Carmelo's not bad. The problem is Malik Monk was terrible tonight, even though he did shoot fine. He, he, he was a mess a- and they need him to be good. And then they need Ellington is a shooter, if nothing else, and Taylor Horton Tucker is a big investment for them. That's a young player that they're expecting to be a high-level contributor. You know, I don't know if he's the starter over Bazemore, but he's a 25-plus minute-a-night guy that they're missing. I'm not saying, look, I think, you know, if what you're saying is the Lakers are not going to win the Western Conference, then I agree with you. Um, if you're saying they stink, I wouldn't go that far. So, you know, even though they're banged up, this is a really good win for this Warriors team because, again, LeBron and AD, for everything else that he, that our caller just mentioned, right? Because most of what he said is, is, if slightly exaggerated at times, that's real. <laughs> the team we just watched tonight, the Laker team, they got no shooting. They need more Malik Monk. They need those young guys. I guess Wayne Ellington isn't that young. But Taylor Horton Tucker is big for them, and he's not out there. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. What's up, Gene? Hey, Matt. So I called this morning, the, the morning roast, and I I said that uh, right now I thought the uh, Lakers were better than us and probably would win tonight. Uh, but by the, by the second half of the season, we would be better than them, that they would wear down. You know, I mean, they're old. They're going to be an average 32 years uh, you know, uh, the whole team by the time the playoffs start. And we have, of course, Clay Thompson and uh, and Wiseman back. So I was wrong. We were already better than them. And we're better than them once again because they are old. I mean, the reason we won tonight, as I saw it, is they just – we wore them down and we wore them out. You know, all those contested threes early in the game, 
became open threes by the fourth quarter. Those guys were tired, okay? They were spent. And, you know, and we beat them even though Curry, by his own reckoning, had a, was trashed tonight. And, <laughs> and we've got uh, Draymond Green and, and Wiggins still recovering from injuries and not in top condition yet. And once again, no Clay Thompson and no Wiseman. So uh, I think these guys are overrated. I mean, I think that they're a good team. But they are old, and uh, and they're just going to get run off the floor by a lot of teams this year. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm not ruling that out. There is that potential. At the same time, uh, like I said, they're missing players that are going to be meaningful to them. And although I do question the fit with Russell Westbrook, I, I do think there are issues there. I do think he can really hurt you in the playoffs if you let him. I also think Russell Westbrook will be a lot better than he was tonight more often than not. I mean, this was a truly terrible performance. Um, I'll read you the stats. 0 for 4 from 3, 4 of 13 from the field. Did not shoot a free throw, which is surprising. Eight points, six rebounds. I'm sorry, five rebounds, four assists, four turnovers, four fouls. And... Look, that's that's terrible, and that's not who Russell Westbrook is. And again, I'm not a huge Westbrook guy. I think he's super talented, highly entertaining, and, and flawed as a player. But he's not bad, right? I think there's a difference between flawed and bre- and bad. And, and Westbrook, to me, is the former. He just had a terrible game. And look, often doesn't have great games against the Warriors. Let's go to Robin in San Francisco. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Robin. What's going down? Hey, Koski. I just wanted to say, so, you know, I know everybody's excited. It's the first game. I just think the Lakers have a lot to figure out. You know, uh, Westbrook, I'm with you. Uh, I, I question the fit. Uh, they were like minus 26. He was minus 26 when they were on the, when he was on the floor. Okay, and they don't have shooters, so I just think it's the first game, and we should not like blow it all out proportion. Of though, it was a great win. I think with the Warriors, um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch this game again, Koski, because you know when you watch a game and you you can't really dissect it as opposed to when you go back and really study it, because you look at this game and you go, how the hell are the Warriors still in this game? With 11, 14 turnovers, right? And yep. so, but I do want to say this, Koski, and consider this. Anthony Davis was great, but Anthony Davis, all throughout his career, not at some point, not all the time, but a lot of times, and even tonight, he disappears, Koski. Did you even notice that he was on the down floor in the fourth quarter? Okay. As tall as he is, the biggest he is, he should be going to the rack. Instead, he hangs out in the perimeter. I don't know if it's because he's always done that, so I can't blame it on LeBron making him a stretch four. Then that guy who called in said that LeBron has the worst backcourt. What are you talking about? LeBron handles the ball. He is the damn backcourt point guard. He's been playing point guard since Miami. So I get tired of hearing that false analogy. But that's all I wanted to say. Anthony Davis disappears. Okay? Yeah, look, look Robin, I I have the same thoughts watching Anthony Davis. And, And I think it's even one thing I would add to what you said, right, that I think makes it even worse is that he does go, you know, it's not like 
uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins, who is, is forever shooting from outside, although it went to the basket a few times tonight, he, he shows it to you sometimes. Sometimes Anthony Davis shows you, hey, if you, if you make me, I'll get in the paint and do damage. And then other times he settles, and it's tough because, boy, for a guy his size, he, can, he really can shoot it. He really can do things on the perimeter that are rare for someone of his size, but they're not necessarily as unique because small guys can still do that stuff better for the most part. So I feel the same way as Robin. Like I watch Anthony Davis and I think, boy, I could use you within 10 feet of the hoop more often on offense specifically. But I'm not sure if he's ever going to be that guy. You know, it's always going to be a pretty steady mix. I think of the outside game and the inside game with AD and he does. He he has a way of of becoming the invisible seven footer. That does happen with him. Again, especially on offense, he's uh, he's pretty consistently terrific defensively. And I don't know that tonight was any different. He had a couple of great plays. I think blocked Curry twice, if I'm not mistaken. So it's I you know. Tough to take away from anything he did defensively, but on offense, and look, again, the free throw shooting for them is a problem. These guys both shot better from the field than they did from the free throw line. Davis and LeBron. So the Lakers do have problems. Are they overrated once they're healthy? I I, I don't know yet, to be honest. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Do you think this game says more about the Lakers or the Warriors? To me, it it was a lot more about the Warriors. I look, the Lakers again are shorthanded. They struggled in a lot of ways, especially everyone not named Davis and LeBron. But. I thought this was proof that a lot of what the Warriors have been working on to get to the point where, you know, the next several years, because I think that's what that, that gets forgotten a little bit, too, is, you know, Clay will come back this year. I think it's very unrealistic to think we get 100 percent Clay of old at any point this season. You know, if he's 60 or 70 percent when he first comes back and 85 or 90 by the playoffs, I think you'll be thrilled. But the next three, four years, uh, the way really good players it can, at least, age in this game, if the Warriors stay healthy, they should be competing. And I think you saw that they – and I don't know if it's – I don't know if they didn't understand this before. But the moves that they made this offseason were – distinctly designed to fit what they specifically want to do. Steve Kerr, and, and I think by extension, the whole front office and franchise have, have certain core principles that they hold sort of most sacred about the game of basketball. And it all comes back to ball movement, really. Move the ball, move around. 
Like, if you had to boil down the ethos of what this team wants to be, that's kind of it. Move the ball, move around. And this team can really do that. And the two vets they signed, Bielitsa and Otto Porter, and I, I wonder if there weren't, wasn't some kind of minutes restriction on Porter as well. Again, I was really surprised that we got so much Andre and so little Otto, but I don't know if that's just something where some nights it's going to be an Andre night. I don't know if that's matchup specific. Obviously, you know, Andre against LeBron is a matchup that has worked in the Warriors' favor in the past at least to some degree. So, you know, that's what this game was about more than anything to me, is that in a game where Stephen Curry is pretty much not good, I mean, if I, if I had to directly and most easily describe <laughs> what it was like for Steph, he was not good tonight. Again, found ways to impact the game. Still a winner. But 5 of 21, like, he's out there to score and and to do it by shooting and shooting at a high percentage. And there's nothing wrong with that. Occasionally you have bad games. But for this team to win this the way they did, so many of the best moments, and this was characteristic of this team last year, in the second unit lineups, the, the ball movement wasn't good enough. And I think that was one of the reasons they looked so much better down the stretch when Juan essentially took over for the injured Kelly Oubre. Like, no one's going to debate you if you ask who's more talented, who has a better chance of being a, you know, significant NBA star. It's Oubre. But Juan knows what the Warriors want to do, and he knows what his role is in what they want to do. And most importantly, he wants to move the ball around. Coach says ball movement, man movement. Juan performs ball movement, man movement, tough defense. I think that's why he remains a part of the rotation. And I think to an extent, that's why you're going to see a lot of Damian Lee early. But I also think you'll see more Otto Porter, and I, and I hope you do because he looked really good out there when he was out there tonight, and he didn't even have a chance to get going with the jumper. So a lot of reasons to be excited after this game. If you want to call in and share the excitement, 888 is our phone number. You can call. You can text. You can also tweet at Kolsky and Co. on Twitter or at 957thegame. We're going to take a short break, come back. We've got some sound from post-game. Steve Kerr had his press conference, and we'll take any and all phone calls heading up to 11 o'clock. I'm Matt Kolsky. This is Warrior Post-Game on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Iguodala took the rebound away from Westbrook, spins up the floor on the bounce to Poole. He'll catch 25-footer! Jordan Poole gives Golden State the one-point lead, 86-85. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. It is Warrior Wrap-Up. I am Matt Kolsky. You want to jump in? I'd love to hear from you. I feel like Warrior fans should be thrilled. Opening night, playing the much-ballyhooed Los Angeles Lakers in Los Angeles. Smack them. And Steph Curry didn't even shoot the ball well. It's a heck of a night as far as I'm concerned. Triple eight. 957-9570 is our phone number. You can call or text. You can also always tweet at me or the station or at Kolsky and Co. And speaking of Jordan Poole, hitting that bucket there, just a fantastic second half in particular from Jordan Poole. Got hot, and he feels like a guy who is more likely than not to have at least one stretch a night where he gets really hot over the course of this season. I just, I'm so bought into this young man's offensive breakout. I I can't even tell you how much uh, I'm convinced that that is real. I think you also, if you're watching, see that there's some reality to uh, questionable defense at times. That being said, he was he was more positive than negative tonight. There's no doubt about that. Steve Kerr talking to the media not too long ago. We got a lot of sound to hear from him and not too much time to get through it. So let's start with just even in an off shooting night, how Steph affected the game. He was uh, not on his game, but he still impacts the game so dramatically. I mean, they're doubling him all over the floor. And uh, once we settle down after the first half, kind of opening night jitters, and we just started making the simple play, we were in great shape because, uh, you know, they were reacting to stuff. He'd kick it, ball started to move. You know, we had 30 assists and uh, I think only five turnovers in the second half. So we just settled down. In the first half we were scattered and it just felt like opening night. Everybody was a little too on edge, and uh, but it was a really good second half. Yeah, and in particular, you know, they essentially won this game. And again, this is a huge positive to me because I don't know that it would have happened last year. They essentially won this game at the beginning of the fourth quarter when Steph was on the bench and, and Steve Kerr talked about that as well. Yeah. I mean, we've got vets coming off the bench who just know how to play, know how to win. You know, guys like Otto and, and Ellie, Andre, Damian Lee was fantastic tonight. 
And, you know, when Steph's on the bench and Jordan is out there making plays, uh, we're able to spread the floor and get the ball moving. And, and that group plays really well together. So a lot of fun to watch. Really, really played well together and really, really played warrior basketball, moving the ball and no shade. But last year, when that unit was anchored by Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins, it often did not quite look like warrior basketball. And look, those guys got better in that respect over time. Wiggins still isn't perfect in that regard. Far from it. But right now, when Steph and Draymond are on the bench, I mean, having Andre and and actually having him in there for a lot of minutes tonight, that certainly helps. But also, Bielitsa clearly fits right into that. And I think as Otto Porter plays more, hopefully he will as well. We'll get back to Steve, but look, this Warrior postgame show throughout the season, it's going to be about talking to you, the Warrior fans. 888-957-9570 is the phone number. You can also text us there. Brian in Redwood City, what do you got for us tonight? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, the Warriors look great tonight despite turnovers, despite uh, yep. not finishing with a four, you know, 4v2 four uh, opportunities. You know, of course, Oof, we have clean that yeah. up. Uh, but, you know, versus the Lakers, uh, you know, players like Westbrook having a, an off night also. Uh, it's nice to see that the Warriors with the bench can definitely make the difference this season. Um, one, one of the things I wanted to mention is that Bielisa reminds me of David Lee, just playing style-wise. It's actually really exciting and refreshing. You know, they kind of miss that kind of player. Um, I don't know what the over-under art is. It's going to be at Vegas for, you know, for the, the Warriors record. But, you know, they're looking like a 51 team at least. Or close. Yeah. I mean, look, they got a lot left to do. <laughs> 50 wins is 49 away. But they look good. They look really good. You see it. And, again, I'm going to keep saying it because I think it's this big. The fact that you see it so clearly when Steph Curry's not shooting the ball well, that's a phenomenal sign. It's a phenomenal sign. Iguodala with 12 points. Texter pointing that out to me. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> From a 213 area code, interesting. Westbrick keeps shooting the fakers out of games. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a concern. But honestly, like, I don't know how big of a concern that is until we get to playoff time. Once we get to playoff time, that's a big concern. But for now, they'll survive. I think more often than not, for now, what Russell Westbrook will end up being generally positive for the Lakers. Tonight was what not a positive night for him. Mike, in San Francisco, what do you got? Yeah, what's up? What's up, Kolsky? Uh Hell of a win tonight. If you would have told me before the game, LeBron and AD would have had 64 points combined, I would have thought the, the uh, Lakers would have blown Dubs out tonight, uh, yep. especially with Curry not on his game tonight. And that just tells you, like you mentioned, the uh, depth of the team I think is going to be a lot better and obviously is going to play a lot better uh, this season, especially with Clay probably going to not be out until probably December at the earliest, if that. So, we're going to need this guy. B. Lisa, I'm intrigued by him. Uh, he kind of walked down Sacramento, so we'll see what he does here. Otto Porter, I thought, is going to be a great fit here. He chose to come here when he had a lot of offers to go elsewhere, and uh, 
Uh, Jordan Poole, everybody said this guy is going to have the breakout year. I think this guy is as advertised. Uh, he showed it at, at the end of uh, last season, all throughout the second half of last season when he came back up to, to the pros, and he's showing it again now. And I think this guy is going to be just lights out, man. He's, you can just see the confidence in his game. So uh, that's pretty impressive when Curry can be on the bench there against the heavily favored, uh, everybody's assuming they're going to come out of the West, which I don't know because of their the age and the uh, injuries of that team. Uh, we'll see about that. But I'm really high on this team. I think they could probably be a top three to four seed. I think Denver probably in that mix with the Phoenix. Do you think that's uh, the over-under is about 48 wins? Do you think the Warriors in that range? Because I definitely do. I don't think uh, there are other teams, Portland, uh, Dallas. I think those teams are going to take backlogs. Um, other than that, I think the Warriors are right up there with those teams that I mentioned. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, listen. I think the Warriors, if they get a decent version of Klay Thompson back, I think come playoff time, they can be on a level where they're capable of competing with literally anybody. I don't know. You know, look, that's that's taking a lot on faith. Uh, right now, I think the Suns are probably, I mean, they ought to be the best team in the West, barring some sort of further weirdness with DeAndre Ayton, which I don't expect. Um, you know, they went to the Western Conference Finals last year, and they got a little better in the offseason. So I think that's a team that's in really good shape. Other than them, I, you know, I don't know how many teams are clearly better than the Warriors now. And again, like, I think most people would have had the Lakers on that list, but watching tonight, there's reasons more than just a loss. There's reasons to think the Lakers are not some sort of clear runaway. Like, the, there are problems. The Lakers have problems. Triple eight nine five seven at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Easy for me to say. I mean, look, it is coming up on eleven p.m. You'll have to excuse me if, if my mouth stops working. <laughs> Thank you. All right, who's up? Is it Mike in San Francisco? Is that is that our next call? Or is it Filmo? Fillmore, Mike, what's happening? Hey, Kowski, first of all, I got to say, shout out to you. Always like your talk. You got a very intelligent talk. When you was up against Ratto, you always had a great rebuttal. Second mm-hmm. of all, the Warriors played horribly, and we still beat the team that they say Vegas says is going to come out the uh, out the West. Yeah, I'm looking on paper. I'm looking at the games. I'm believing in the Warriors: Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and Draymond Green, man, Andrew Wiggins, and Kevin Kevon Looney. The team they play they didn't even play a good game. Koski, like, no. and they beat the Lakers, and it's not like. I was, like, expecting them to lose, but I did. I was getting nervous. I'm like, man, like, we we should be playing better. And, we, and then I was kind of listening to Tim Roy. He kept saying, the Warriors should be down more than five. So I was going back and forth from the game on TNT to Tim Roy, and I felt the same way. We played horribly, and we still got the win. I think it's an attribute to what they did last season and what we finna do this year. I love it. Yeah. This team's good. 
And look, they didn't play well. <laughs> they, they didn't. Beyond just Steph not shooting it well, you had some really bad turnovers. I mean, look, to be honest, Steph and Draymond were the main culprits. They, they were also the assist leaders. You know, they handled the ball more than anybody else. It's only natural they will have more turnovers sometimes, but there were some really just silly ones. I think they'd both admit to that. There were some defensive lapses, for sure. Although, you also had some good defense, tough break situations as LeBron and Anthony Davis got hotter throughout the game, it seemed like. But this was far from the best effort. What was distinctive about this win and about the way they played, and and again, in particular, the way that the bench played when Steph wasn't out there. Like that, it's the style, it's the success, but it's also the style that they managed to play. That matters. That's when this team has been at its best. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. If you want to get in on Warrior post game, we got eh, ten or fifteen more minutes left to go. So hustle. You're running out of time, and you're listening to ninety five seven the game, KGMZ FM and HD one San Francisco and Odyssey station let's go to mike in san francisco what's up mike oh no we lost mike i think i may have i may have screwed mike over when i was trying to get to fillmore mike but i thought mike in san francisco was up next well hopefully aaron hung on through all of that mike mess what's up aaron hey what's going on kofi uh i just wanted to to talk about um Honestly, I just want to talk about uh, the rookie Moses Moody. I know he only got about six minutes in the first yep. half, and if you if you look at his plus minus, he was actually a minus one. But I thought he 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 played really well. He didn't, you know, his his uh, his shot didn't seem to go in. But you know, for a first or his first time in the NBA, I thought he played well. He seemed to really seem to fit in the uh, into offense and understand, you know, just kind of how to how to keep the ball moving. Don't make it too stagnant. He had a couple of, I thought, really, really great passes. Um, I just want to highlight that. I mean, overall, yeah. I thought it was a great win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that, thank yeah, you. thanks, Aaron. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think one of the things that actually I think has been noticeable about Moses Moody through the preseason is sort of two things combined into one, if you will. He He's had some rough nights shooting the ball just in general he's 19 years old I think that's to be expected what I think is noticeable is that for a 19 year old he still handles himself really well like he misses some things he misses some shots he misses some assignments but he's right back at it he's he's a tough competitor he's got his nose into almost every loose ball I really like the kid and I think you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this rotation shakes out, right? Because they did play 11 guys. Well, they played 12 technically, but Peyton played like 37 seconds. Moody played six minutes. So really, if you want to say it's a 10-man rotation, obviously you know who the starters are, but the top three-minute men on the bench were Bealitsa, Igadala, and, and Damian Lee played 29 minutes. 
which was as much as just about anyone besides Steph. And look, he played really well. But I do wonder how many of those minutes will go to Moody as time goes on. I think Moody has a chance once he is in the right place more often to be a better defender than Damian Lee. But I, I will also say this. And, and boy, we're talking a lot about potential these days in Bay Area sports, aren't we? <laughs> but the potential for Moody is certainly a better player than, than Damian Lee. And again, no offense to D. Lee, who I like. But I, I do think that what we've also seen from Moody is he's a quick learner. He made less and less mistakes as preseason went on, and he did look a little shook coming in for his first NBA game regular season, taking on LeBron and the Lakers. And LeBron and AD at that point were, were hitting everything. But I, I think that's going to go away quickly because I think the, the, the guy picks stuff up fast. I think he's he, playing him. Every minute he plays is a step towards him being a more valuable contributor. So I am hoping they they can find their way to giving him, you know, closer to 10 or 15 minutes a game than to five. But we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. For now, you're 1-0. You're 1-0, and I think a lot of people changed their opinion about what they think the Warriors might be after watching tonight because it looked, again, like the best of the Warriors. I mean, I guess that's what stands out. This game looked like... Not because Steph was electric. We know what he can do. From a stylistic perspective, this looked like the best of the Warriors. I want to get back to some of the stuff Steve Kerr had to say after the game. And, you know, he he talked specifically about Jordan Poole, who, again, was awesome in the second half, but not a perfect night from him. Here's Steve. Yeah, it's still going to be a little bit of a roller coaster uh, with Jordan. But the, the great thing is he's earned his confidence. And, you know, opening night, national TV, the only game going, everybody's watching. And he makes some huge shots in the second half to get us get us started. And, you know, that's what we know he can do. Now we've got to continue to work with him on, you know, not letting Avery Bradley back cut him, you know, for a three and, you know, plays like that. And, and he knows it. But I'm going to stay on him, and I'm going to keep mentioning those plays to you guys so that uh, he can read it too. And because that's what separates a championship type player from a guy who scores a lot of points, and and that's what it's going to take for him. He's got to got to lock in on the other end. But just really happy for him, how well he's playing, how confident he is, and as I said, he's earned it. He's worked worked really really hard. They are are clearly taking this tough love approach with Jordan Poole and I think they're taking it because it's worked the kid is apparently an incredibly hard worker and he has consistently improved since he got here another guy who arrived at 19 years old so you know I don't think Kerr only goes public with those defensive complaints because he believes it's going to help and I guess that's what remains to be seen but with what Jordan Poole can do offensively and and just like especially I I got to say he's strong. 
You know, he really he has put on a significant amount of muscle and he's a good six four. Like he has the body and certainly the quickness to be a pretty good defender. He's just got to be as locked in on that end as he is on the offensive end. And, you know, I, I can live with eight of 18 and four of 11 shooting and a couple of turnovers from Jordan Poole. Like offensively tonight was perfectly good. Just got to be a little more locked in on the other end. And and I think we knew that coming in. And, again, that's one of those things to keep an eye on over the early parts of the season. Sterling, I want to I wanna skip down on the list of Kerr sound straight to the Nemanja Bielitsa. Just We talked about it in the preseason. I talked about it already tonight. The, the guy's an incredible fit. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with Belly is he's he's much more than just a shooter. You know, I think he's always been known as a, a pick and pop five, but he had four assists. I mean, you know, when he gets the ball in space and people run at him, we've seen it throughout camp. I mean, he can pump fake, put it on the floor, and and uh, and find people. Great passer, just a really good basketball player. And you know, he's mentioned uh, to our staff several times how much he's enjoying playing uh, with with our team because he gets to to just, you know, play the game and he's not kind of, you know, pigeonholed as a specialist. He, he gets to, to, to just play the, the whole game. And that's, I think that's kind of who our team has always been. That's why guys with good feel have always been a great fit with us. And uh, he's, he's absolutely a great fit. He really is. Just a few minutes left. So let's take one last call. Marshall in San Jose. What'd you think tonight? Hey, what's going on, bud? I just really want to echo what everybody else was saying. I really don't have anything new to say, uh, but I do want to point out two stat categories. Uh, free throws, free throw percentage for the Warriors was 83. Lakers 47, yep. Warriors shot 25 Terrible. of 30 from the free throw. Lakers shot 9 of 19. Lakers lost by 7. Had the Lakers made their free throws, I mean, who knows, right? It was that yep. close of a game. As far as the assists go, I'm looking at Warriors with 30, Lakers with 21. That just tells me that, you know, the Warriors were moving the ball better tonight. Um, guys were complimenting each other, you know, uh, making their shots where they needed to. And Jordan Poole, man, I, you know what? In the preseason, oh, man, in the preseason, I'm like, all right, it's preseason. You know, Jordan Poole Jordan Poole. And these, this, that's just, you know, how I've, come to know Jordan Poole, man. He's kind of a disappointment in my eyes, but in the preseason, I didn't really take it too much at face value, and then, you know, tonight he has a good game, so I'm just like, all right, Jordan Poole actually turned the corner here. Maybe it was a haircut. I don't know, but uh, (laughs) yeah, man, go Niners. Yeah, sure, them too. Thank you for the call. Yeah, Jordan Poole is critically important to this team. There's no doubt about it. And even though I think Marshall was perhaps a little overly dismissive of what Poole did down the stretch last year and just, in general, his improvement over time, there's every reason to wonder if the sort of breakout pool we saw in the preseason is going to carry over into the regular season. And this wasn't a 30-point night where he you know, shot the lights out. But again, I, I think that's... Across the board, that's kind of the message of this game. It wasn't great for anybody, except maybe Bielitsa. 
He was really fantastic. Oh, he's nice. Thank you. One more cut I want to play before we got to go. And it's it's Steve Kirk compared this to, and I've been avoiding saying this term all night, but it looks similar. The strength in numbers era warriors. Steve Kerr, did you feel it? Day, you know, I mentioned it to the group the other day. You know, it just feels like, you know, five, six years ago when we just had guys up and down the roster who, who could play. And we've got guys who are injured who can play, you know. So we're, I think we're really deep. You know, you think about, you know, Clay and, and James coming back at some point. Uh, we played all 12 guys. Gary played seven seconds, made a steal, made a great play. Uh, he's going to make an impact on our team. So the whole key when, when you have that situation is everybody's got to just commit and understand, you know, tonight might be one guy's night and tomorrow might be somebody else, somebody else's. And uh, as long as everyone commits and, and um, is all in, then, then we got a chance to, to really be good. That's it. That's what this team is. And and I think you can hear it in Steve Kerr's voice. He's happy. He's glad that that's the team. That's what they want to be. And I think they feel that that's when they're at their best. And they haven't really had that attitude since 2016. So I'm excited to be here with you folks all year long doing postgame weeknights on 95.7 The Game. That is going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for your calls and your texts, and thanks to the Warriors for getting it done in Los Angeles. They are back at home on Thursday hosting the Clippers, and I am back on the air tomorrow at 6 o'clock for Kolsky and company. Good night, everybody. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.